Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Hey Hey NWA. It is Zach Panky here doing another intro all by my lonesome. Uh, we will be back to getting normal intros together soon enough. Uh, but for now, for this kind of weird release schedule week, uh, it's just me. Um, today in the show, we are talking with Ryan Woodland of the limelight music festival it's a festival uh, about local musicians and helping raise awareness for those local musicians not just so you know more musicians which is fine but trying to get an awareness around uh, the difficulties of artists to raise money so that they can make the art that we all love the festival is this saturday april 7th from 3 to 10 p.m it's going to be at Bentonville Brewing Company and Rogers. Um, and your boys, me and Peyton, will be the MCs for the event. We're going to be hanging out. We're going to be doing some raffles. We're going to be interviewing artists. We're going to be acting like some buffoons on stage, which I can't wait. We'll be doing some dancing and hanging out. And we'll have our own table set up. We'll have some brand new Hey Hey NWA swag that you can pick up. I just said swag. What year is it? How old am I? We're going to have some real great NWA merch that you can buy at the festival. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so come out, check it out. It'll, Like I said, it'll be at Bentonville Brewing Company in their back lot Saturday, April 7th from 3 to 10 p.m. There's going to be eight different artists performing and those musicians will be doing solo sets that are about 30 minutes long. And then they're also going to be doing some collaboration, collaborative sets uh, where they do mashups of songs together. And it's going to be real great. There's going to be wine. There's going to be food trucks. There's going to be all these different vendors, a fashion designer, cigar lounge, cool stuff. Anyway, we're going to get in the episode now. Uh, the first half of the episode is going to be our conversation with Ryan, who's the creator of the Festival and the Limelight Foundation. And the second half of the episode, we're just going to run some music. How's that sound? Run some music from some of the musicians who are going to be playing. You've heard some of the musicians who are going to be playing on this podcast before. Emily Nance, who we interviewed, will be at the festival, as well as Will Gunzelman, who was on our live show with Meg Meredith. And then some of these people I have never heard of before this event. So it's going to be really great and exciting for me also to get to meet some of these people. It's going to be real good. Um, but yeah, we're going to roll some of their music at the end of the episode. So be listening for that. I'll try to make sure that we get in there who is who, what musicians you're hearing. So anyway, with that being said, let's kick off the episode with Ryan Woodland. Take it away, Peyton. Hey, Northwest Arkansas. Welcome to another episode of Hey, Hey, and WA with Peyton Finley here. And Zach Panky. And we are interviewing Ryan Woodland, of that is, who is an artist, but also the head of the Limelight Foundation and the upcoming uh, Limelight Music Festival. So thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. 
So Ryan, could you tell us a little bit about the Limelight Foundation and the upcoming festival that we can all attend this upcoming weekend? I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Limelight Festival is um, on a, an event on April 7th, um, and it's um, it's a festival that's dedicated to helping local up-and-coming musicians gain exposure as well as raise money to produce their music. Um Raising money to produce your music is oftentimes difficult um, as a local artist, um, mainly because producing music, uh, even in Arkansas, a place as affordable as Arkansas, can oftentimes cost um, over $1,000 a track. And um, so it gets very difficult to actually um, professionally record your music and have, you know, have something available to send to producers and to sell at shows and that kind of stuff. And so the idea behind this festival is to get these, these artists working together and, um, on this, you know, big event to make a big push to try to, um, help each other raise money to produce their music. And, um, you know, it came about just because, um, you know, as a local musician myself, I was kind of running into these, these issues, um, where, you know, it was difficult to raise money. Uh, it was difficult enough to like earn enough money to live off of as a local artist, much less, um, you know, producing music on top of that. And, um, and so the more and more I like, got to know other artists and went out and would see them at their shows, you know, these really incredible and talented, um, musicians, uh, you know, that you would think would be a lot further along, uh, in their musical careers than they are, um, you know, got to talking with them and, and started noticing that they were running into the exact same thing that I was. And, you know, you've got, um, even artists like, um, Ashton Barbary, who's going to be playing at the, the festival. And she, um, she plays over 365 shows a year and she just got enough money to, um, record her first album. And, um, so, I mean, that's a lot of time, a lot of work, especially when you, you know, you consider that, you know, as a musician, there's a lot more that goes into playing shows than just the actual show itself. You know, you not only have setup and breakdown time and drive times, but you also have practice times. You have the time it takes to like write a song and compose it um, and get it show ready. Um, then you have equipment costs and equipment upkeep costs and just like a ton of different stuff. So, um, yeah, the I mean, the purpose, the purpose of the festival and um, in turn, the foundation, which the foundation was created after the idea for the festival was created, um, is to, uh, help support these local up and coming musicians in their musical careers, um, and kind of make a positive, um, a positive change, uh, in the NWA music scene, um, uh, to help raise support for these artists. Well, and this is the first music festival that I've heard about specifically in Northwest Arkansas, kind of for Northwest Arkansas. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, before we've, we've talked to Smokey in the mirror who put on a folk, uh, in bluegrass like festival, but that's, that's from everywhere. But this one is very focused here, which is super neat. And it's the first of its kind. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of, it's definitely one of a kind and it, it really fills a need in the area, which is why it, it's happened so fast. I mean, I, I had the idea for it. I started like kind of really solidly working through the idea, um, in November of last year. And, um, you know, it's now, it's now April, 
um, early April and has already, you know, come to fruition. So, um, and that was just because, I mean, it really does like fill a need in the area and people, you know, started talking to people about it and they all loved the idea and were wanted to help out and were supportive of it. And so everything came together, you know, quickly enough for us to be able to do it this year, uh, which is, which is super awesome to see. Um, cool. So can you tell us a little bit about you as an artist, how your experience has shaped kind of the creation of the limelight festival how have you seen like the difficulty of being an artist in Northwest Arkansas? Like how, how have you Ryan experienced the difficulties that you keep hearing? What are those difficulties? Yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of it was that, um, you know, like I said earlier was just, you know, kind of continuing to play shows and then, um, not really being able to make, much money off of it um and you know not really knowing kind of where to go from there you know how to how to even go about like making enough to actually produce my music because it's just like so far out of you know the range of a musician's income and uh and then like i said chatting with the other artists that were um that were experiencing um, the same thing and I mean, so things like that contributed, um, then also kind of playing, playing shows where people, um, either there just weren't a whole lot of people that were there or engaged or, um, you know, playing shows where, uh, where, you know, you kind of, you invest a lot in prepping for and, and, and you get up on stage and play and, you know, then everybody kind of just, you know, ignores you or, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, nobody says anything afterwards, you know, no, nobody comes up and talks to you. Um, there's just like, didn't, d- not a whole lot of, you know, appreciation. And then I would go and see other artists play and I'd just be totally blown away by them and their, their talent. And then I'd see the exact same thing happen to them too, where like nobody, and in one sense it's kind of encouraging, you're like, Oh, it's not just me. And then like, in the other sense, you're like, why is this happening? You yeah. know? And, uh, so that's, that's a huge part of it too. Another, I mean, I mean, and another part is also just kind of noticing a lack of, a lack of community amongst the artists. Um, there's, I, a while back, I, I tried kind of helping to fix that problem by creating like a Facebook group page, um, that for all the artists that I knew and, I thought that maybe we could like get together and like jam sometimes, but the problem is like nobody ever was really involved with those pages and nobody, you know, wanted to invest in them. And so, um, and so it just wasn't really a good, a good solution to that problem. And, uh, and, but I, you know, ever since then, I've always kind of felt like this need that there needs to be like more, more community. And if we just started working together, then, you know, then these, some of these problems might start, you know, fixing themselves and going away. And so, um, the festival kind of, kind of really, um, I don't know, it's just a, a culmination of all of that into one, you know, one event that kind of helps fix all of those, those problems. It gets the artists working together. It gets the, um, you know, develops this community and this family among the artists. It helps them raise money, helps them gain exposure. So, um, it's, you know, it kind of hits all those three main points that, um, that, uh, kind of were the whole reasons behind the idea anyway. Um, 
So the, it's, I mean, the festival, it's, it's really cool. There's you, not only do you have the, do you have artists that are performing solo sets there and they're going to be kind of choosing five of their best songs and they're going to be, um, performing those and, um, in this concert style setting, um, kind of to provide the best, you know, the best display for their music, um, and give them the opportunity to perform in a setting and not a venue, uh, style that they wouldn't normally, uh, get the chance to, uh, to play at, um, you know, most venues, if they have a stage, it's a really tiny one and kind of tucked away in the corner. And, um, so we want to give them kind of the full production experience, and then we also have on top of those sets at the end, we're going to have like these really cool artist mashups where artists have gotten together before the festival and have worked on a piece together and are going to be um, performing that um, at the end of the festival. And that's going to be super cool to see. I've had a lot of fun mashing up with some of the artists. Well, and did you get that idea from just wanting to jam with other artists this entire <laughs> yeah. time? <Okay>. Yes. Because <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I'm like, yeah. this, I haven't heard of this concept of, I mean, I've, heard of mashup com concepts mm -hmm. so i mean just in the sense of typically in live settings you don't you don't get that you don't get a no. mashup yeah no and it's i mean you're exactly right i really did just come back to the fact that there were like a ton of these artists that i wanted to do stuff with and i was like man this could be so cool and um and then i started you know thinking about that and i was like you know a lot of these artists could sound really really cool together if they'd mash up and uh, i knew some of them had um had already uh there's a few artists like uh, sarah lothian and christian um serrano torres that um have done stuff together in the past and so whenever whenever i was developing the mashups i specifically had these artists pair with artists that they hadn't um paired with before to try to get them doing something a little bit new and get them uh help them get to know the other artists and could you tell us a little bit about your background and your kind of history as a musician yeah here just as a as a whole and as just again ryan woodland yeah absolutely what's, what's your artist experience been like um so i had when i was younger i had seven years of classical piano training um and um i kind of quit classical piano because i had a a really uh mean russian teacher um that seemed to hate me and <laughs> so that kind of colored my experience and um and so I, I quit classical piano and um and then soon after that um kind of picked up um my own music production um I was kind of just I had this um really overly expensive music software that I had no business trying to use at that age but um and I would, would record music on my laptop with a little MIDI keyboard in my room, um, kind of a, a Owl City-ish electronics type type project. Um, and I did that for a while, and that was that was a lot of fun. And it gave me some good experience with um, learning the mechanics of uh, of uh, music production and um, and live music and that kind of thing. And um, and then as kind of the workload in high school grew i stopped doing that as much because i just didn't have the time for it um and didn't do anything with music for a long time until um until i moved to arkansas because i actually grew up in texas um, but i went moved to arkansas uh, to study marketing at john brown university and i studied marketing for a year and then dropped out after that year because decided that uh that marketing was was not necessary to what i wanted to do and it was kind of a waste of of time and money um, and, uh, and so 
I went through this period of time where I just was working and trying to figure out, you know, where I wanted to go and what I wanted to do. And, um, at that point went through a really difficult time in my life in a lot of areas. Um, and kind of threw my, my whole, my whole life into the question. And so I started writing music again as a way to mentally process and work through some of the stuff that I was going through and, uh, found that it helped a lot. And so I picked up the guitar and started learning that to kind of back up the, the lyrics that I was writing. And, uh, since I had had, you know, classical piano training, that, that was um, a little easier than it would have been otherwise. And, uh, then started playing it for some friends, um, just to see what they thought and found that a lot of people were, uh, were relating to the stuff that I was writing about. And a lot of them were finding like, you know, kind of encouragement in it and it was just leading to good conversations. And after about, I don't know, six to eight months of, of that, um, they, um, eventually, you know, got encouraged enough times to actually start playing a show that, um, that I decided that I would, that I would find a way to, to do that. And eventually played my first show at a small coffee shop in Siloam Springs, Arkansas, um, called poor John's. Yep. Been doing that ever since. Good deal. So you have this imagination as an artist who struggles to figure out how to get your music produced and the many other costs that come, comes along with that. Um, you talk about wanting to find a way to get artists together under one roof to get them to have conversations. What's been the greatest um, difficulty for you perhaps train moving from a place of like, I am a singular musician to like, I am trying to find a way to get these artists that I know and love and appreciate. I show up their shows and love so much. How do you get them to, get together you talked about the facebook group but like what is the benefit for you as an individual artist and for the community as a whole to have artists together and interacting and collaborating why is that so important for you yeah um well i mean there there is an aspect to to this where um you know and this is this is the case with um with all of the artists, there's an aspect to it where, you know, I am, you know, I am in my band is going to benefit from this, you know, this type of event because, you know, it is something that is meant to, you know, to address the problem that, you know, that we're, that we're dealing with as artists. And, uh, and, but I think more than that, for me, um, you know, there's kind of this, I'm a, I'm a huge people person. I love, you know, being around people, especially people with shared interests. And, um, and so, you know, kind of like, kind of like we were talking about earlier, how there's just, you know, kind of an excuse to the mashups or an excuse to jam with the other artists, you know, and for me, like it's, it's incredibly, um, fulfilling to be able to, 
uh, be able to see these artists, you know, coming together and um, working um, towards, you know, a common event and a common goal and um, to be able to get to know all these artists and not just the artists, but like be able to get to know, you know, the vendors and the people that I've been able to meet as a result of putting on this festival. You know, it, it, it started with a very small and focused, you know, idea of something that I was, you know, that I was passionate about. Um, you know, and I'm, my personality is very much a problem solver. And so, um, you know, this, this idea started as a way for me to kind of try and solve this problem. And it's grown to, to be, you know, something a lot more and a lot more, you know, fulfilling because it's dealing with, you know, developing relationships with these, with these people. And as a result, these people developing relationships with each other and creating, you know, this family of artists in the area, which I think is, you know, is super cool. Um, and, so it's, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of it for me. Um, the motivation is, you know, relationships and relational. Uh, a lot of it has to do with wanting to, um, wanting to advance, you know, my own career as a musician and get further along in my, um, uh, in my goals and wanting these other artists to get further along in theirs. Because I mean, honestly, there's, there's artists that are playing there that are like a lot more talented than I am. And, um, and you know should be a lot further along than they are and uh you know i believe in them and everybody that's playing there and uh i um my goal is to help everybody else believe in them too as cheesy as that sounds but you know help them uh, believe in them be willing to support them um so speaking of that what advice would you give to people on the receiving end on the listening end how can they best support the artist in front of them? Or maybe there's not an artist in front of them. How can they best um, support artists in the area and find them? And how would they best be supported? Yeah, I guess, yeah, overall. Absolutely. The um, I would say three things. The first one um, would be if you see an artist um, performing live, um, don't just uh, assume that they're being paid uh, well or that they're necessarily even being paid at all for, for it. Um, if you like their, their music, um, just think of ways that you can help uh, support them. If it's, you know, financially, then great. If it's not, then, you know, I'm sure there's many other, uh, there's many other ways that you can support them, which leads me to my next two points, which are uh, go up to them and talk to them and let them know if you like their music. Um, we love talking with people and, and, you know, music is something that we're obviously passionate about. And so, um, you know, I realize artists can oftentimes seem really standoffish and, um, but we do, we really do like hearing from, um, from people that we're playing for, um, and kind of going along with that, you know, just, um, being attentive, like when, when people are, are playing and, um, then the last one would be, um, uh, I mean, just follow us on social media and share our, share our stuff. You know, the, uh, one of the, one of the biggest things other than money, you know, that, that is, you know, holds us back is just exposure and getting people reaching the demographic, you know, that we're trying, we're trying to reach. So, you know, every, every share, every, you know, comment, um, every person that follows us uh, means a lot to us. So. All right. Let's talk about the festival. I'm really excited. It's this Saturday. Mm -hmm. What can people who are showing up to the festival 
expect? You have mentioned collaborations. You've mentioned independent artists. Who are some of those people? And what can people who are going to show up to the event um, at Bentonville Brewing Company in Rogers expect from the Limelight Festival? Yeah. Um, well, if I had to caption the uh, the festival in two words, I would probably say... Limelight. <laughs> well, that's actually one word, but... Sure. Festival. Limelight, Limelight Festival. Festival. Okay, I, go ahead. I would say... Uh, I would say local support, like the, um, you know, we've got, we've got local musicians, obviously, um, these are really talented local musicians that are all going to be performing there. Um, you know, a lot of, we've been working, all of them have been working really hard on like their, um, their songs and their prep for the festival. And so you can expect a really good, really good show, really good, um, performance and, um, not only that, but you can expect um, a lot of really cool local vendors. We've got some, we've got vendors everywhere from larger ones like um, Kaya Chocolate that's going to be there and Diamond Head Wine um, to some um, really small craft vendors. Um, we've got a lady that uh, does, um, is a fashion designer. Uh, we've got another dude that, um, that repurposes, um, uh, skateboards into household products like cutting boards and, um, bottle openers and things like that, um, which is super, super cool. Um, and then we've got uh, local food trucks. We've got, um, purple banana and wicked wood fire pizza that are going to be there. So So everything you want when you're drinking beer. Um, and, uh, we've got, um, Obviously, Bentonville Brewing Company is going um, is going to be providing beer at the festival, and um, we um, actually have two different ticket types that are available. Uh, we have general admission tickets, um, which um, basically gets you into the event and include a um, a raffle ticket um, because we will have a couple different raffles. Um, and um, then we also have a VIP ticket, which is really, really cool because um, it gets you into the VIP seating area, which is directly in front of the stage and it is cushioned. It's kind of, we're trying to kind of trying to make it like a, a picnic type setting where you can just take your shoes off and relax. And, um, and so you get into the VIP and artist seating area uh, where you can chat with your artists and you can get to know them and talk with them um, all day. And, um, it also gets you free wine provided by Diamond Head Winery. Worth it just for is, that. <laughs> yeah, just by itself is worth it. Um, uh, Diamond Head is awesome. They make uh, wine from a bunch of different uh, fruits, and it's all 17% alcohol, so you probably won't be drinking a whole lot of it. <laughs> but Or you um, could. I, I don't know. Yeah, it depends knows? on who you are. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Uh, we also it also gets you five raffle tickets. It gets you um, a festival T-shirt, a festival beer glass, and um, a signed thank you photo of all of the performers. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's really 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 cool. Definitely worth it. Um, and that one is one hundred and twenty five dollars. Um, and you can purchase those um, online uh, beforehand. And that would be probably recommended because we're not, we're not sure how many we'll have and how long we'll have them, um, at the event itself. So, um, definitely, definitely recommend looking that up on the Facebook event page. And, um, if you're interested in, um, and purchase those, um, 
and yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the the gist of it, I think. Sweet. Is there? Let's say there's someone who can't show up to the event. Um, let's say they have plans this weekend or mm. whatnot. What is the best way for them to support what you and the Limelight Foundation are doing beyond the singular festival? Yeah. Um, well, one way you could do it uh, that would directly support these artists that are going to be playing at the festival is to just go ahead and purchase a ticket anyway. Um, even if you can't go, like give it to somebody, whatever you want to do. Um, we also have a GoFundMe page for the uh, Limelight uh, Festival um, which, um, is super helpful because, uh, there's a lot of production costs and everything that go into putting on, um, the festival and, you know, hiring the, the sound and lighting, um, people to, uh, run the production side of things. And, um, and so that helps and any money that we don't use for that goes towards the artists, um, that are performing at the festival as well. So, um, it's really, I mean, it's really just a, a good overall cause, um, and you can find that on the Facebook page as well. Um, and honestly, just I would say probably the best way would be to follow our Facebook page because not only will we have you know future events, but we're looking to also eventually hopefully expand the Limelight Foundation. We've even talked about um, creating uh, an online store. Um, we're partnering up with um, a local um, in laser engraving company called XES Design. Um, who is actually going to be at the festival as well um, to create custom merchandise for the artist. And you can purchase that on you know the website and that money will go towards the artist. Um, Super cool. Sweet. So yeah, it's kind of a way for you to support the artist beyond, you know, the festival and get some kind of cool limited edition stuff out of it. So um, basically, I mean, if you follow the Facebook page, we'll, you'll see when that kind of stuff happens. So good deal. Awesome. Well, Transitioning the interview a little bit, I believe you're going to play some songs for us. Yes. Yes. And then we're going to play some music from some of the other Limelight Festival uh, acts and musicians overall. And so really excited to dig into those. So we're going to hand it over to you to get us started. Oh, I know you love me. 
so, there is so long ago. Thought they time, bring you back. Goodbye and bye, I must let you go. Time's telling me it's time to move on, but my heart is still wrapped in your arms. So it's time they will try this willow eyes. Time tells me to let you go. Oh, it's time they will try this willow eyes. Time tells me to let you go.
That was Ryan Woodland live recorded on this podcast in the room. Uh, We've got some more of those live performances coming up. Uh, But right now, this is Mother Moon with C-A-B-G. Enjoy it.
Again, that was Mother Moon with C-A-B-G. Next up, uh, we have another great band called Grey Horse. This is a song from their album, Know Me Enough. It is the title track off that album. Y'all, I could never be a radio DJ for music. This is so tough. Anyway, this is Grey Horse, Know Me Enough, Dig It or whatever radio DJs say.
hands are up into my heart I've been spoken for And I'm ready to go Every last breath that you are breathing Feels like it's over And I'm ready to go And that was Grey Horse with Know Me Enough off their album Know Me Enough. Guys, I went to uh I went to radio DJ school since uh while that last song was on. So now I'm a real professional, consummate professional DJ. Um next up we have a really great friend of ours that we had on the podcast, Emily Nance. This is audio from that. We recorded it live, piano, her singing, everything. Very excited to see Emily at the uh uh, festival. I'm going to be dancing with her and her crew because she's bringing one. Great time. This is Emily Nance with Stay Go. Sometimes my heart says different things. Just by the waves of insecurities. It's just so hard to see
That was Emily Nance with Stay, Go. She's currently working on a music video for that song right now. I'm very excited to see it. Anyway, last but definitely not least is Will Gunzelman. Uh, Will was on the podcast as a part of a live of podcast event thing that we were a part of, um, which was a lot of fun. And so we got some audio of him playing at that. So this is that audio. Uh, This is Will Gunzelman. Great dude. Super talented guy. Fan of the harmonica. I'm a fan of the harmonica. He plays it. I appreciate it from a distance. Anyway, here's Will Gunzelman. We're going to let him play out the rest of the show. And hopefully we will see you guys at the Limelight Music Festival this Saturday april 7th tickets are on sale go look at tickets they're really inexpensive uh if you want to get a vip ticket that'd be great we will hang out with the vips and whoever uh but come hang out drink some beer listen to great music here's will gunselman Bye bye blues. I'm going far away from you. I'm gonna get right on an old jet plane or hop on board a southbound train through Cause nothing is gonna get me down. Well, I'm out of this place in no normal sort of way You know thing is gonna bring me out down And I won't be here before or somewhere in between I'm gonna find my Dixie Queen Hello, sunset night, and goodbye, regret for what was my life. And there's nothing but blue skies, your dark hair, and your big brown eyes for my life. And nothing is gonna get me down. Well, I'm out of this place and no normal sort of way Nothing is gonna bring me down And I won't be here before or somewhere in between I'm gonna find my Dixie Queen Nothing is gonna bring me down Well, I'm out of this place in no normal sort of way Nothing is gonna get me down No won't be here I'll be far or somewhere Somewhere in between Find my Dixie Queen
Thank you. 